0: Hello, my fellow ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti financial advisor. Welcome to your show. This for you. Those of you that work so hard for your money and you want your money, start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom and cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now. So you can live that life you love doing what you love. But most importantly, it's not just about getting rich, about living a rich life, because as you're blessed financially, you can bless the lives of others around you. Guys, thank you so much for allowing me to create that ripple effect through you. I appreciate you guys binging and tuning in. And on top of that, thank you so much for those of you, that guys have been visiting moneyripples.com. Several of you guys have not only taken the calculator, but reached out to us saying, hey, my number is actually a pretty decent number. I want to know how to get that. So I appreciate you guys doing so because that's what we're here to do, guys. Our ultimate vision is to help over 1,000 of you become financially independent by 2030. Question is, will it be you or is it going to be somebody else? And so definitely thank you so much for not just tuning in, but acting on your promptings. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income, from making at least double-digit returns on your money? And get this, it's only a $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp. does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double-digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA-friendly, and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. If you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. Now, I want to talk today about something going on with the markets, right? Many, many times, people just ask, okay, I'm nervous about getting out of the market right now. Not sure when's the right time. Maybe we've hit the bottom because I'm hearing a lot of people, especially the financial advisors telling me this is the bottom It's going to come back up. So don't bail out now. It's the worst time to get out, right? Because it's going down. And there's some truth to that. Yeah, definitely, you don't want to bail out of a market after it hits a bottom. So the real question is, where is the bottom? How do you know you're at the bottom of the market? How do you know it's not going to go down more? How do you know maybe this is the point where it's going to go back up? That's the real question here, isn't it? So I want to share a diagram. This is an overly simplistic diagram, but it actually has tons of truth to it because when you use this diagram, you'll actually start to realize that markets are based on emotions as much as we hate it, especially the stock market, very much based on emotions. So when you look at this, you'll start to realize where do we fall in the cycles? Because just like everything, market cycle, right? Stock market cycle, real estate market cycle, commodities market cycle, oil market cycle, all kinds of things will cycle your business will even have cycles right there's always cycles to everything it's just that perfect ebb and flow of life it's just natural course that we deal with the real question is how do you profit during those cycles how do you keep making money no matter where the cycle is so i'm going to kind of dig into my experience from being someone who invested a lot in stocks in the past and even encouraged people to do that and taught people how to trade stocks and options but also bring that into why i don't do that anymore or if I would ever do it, I would more just dabble in it. I would actually not invest in it. So the real question is, are we at the bear market bottom? Are we at the bottom right now? Especially since they just announced last month, hey, recession's over, right? We had a positive GDP. We're out of that six-month recession. Yay! Which is really interesting. We had like this three-week this recession, right? Or two-month recession, whatever it was in 2020. Now they're saying it's six-month recession. It's almost like they just don't want it to be a recession, don't they? The question is, are we delaying the inevitable? And just understand that recessions and stock markets are not the same thing. Stock markets can go up even when we go in deep into a recession. Vice versa, stock markets can go down even when things are booming. So understand that these things work independent of each other. So I'm specifically addressing just the stock market. But if you understand the principle behind this, just start to understand how this applies to any other market you're looking at. All right, so let's show this here. All right. So this is one that actually uses emoticons. So for those of you that love emojis, we have kids in our own house that insist on using emojis to express themselves, which great. That's a good, simplistic way to do it. And hey, you don't have to worry about hard jargon here, right? But definitely this is the kind of thing that I'm using currently because there is a lot of truth to how this works. Now let me zoom in just a little bit more so you can see this, right? So as we're looking at this, you see that the cycle of the market, you know, so you see in the beginning, right? There's, that optimism. And really, this is midway up as things are already coming back up. So as the stock market's already been climbing, there starts to be optimism. This is where people start to say, you know what? I think we're good now. Then at leads to excitement and then thrill, right? We always love that thrill. We always love how that goes, don't we? Then it leads to euphoria. So we saw this in 2021. Euphoria was galore. Now we were starting to show some complacency moving into it into 2020, but with COVID. And then all of a sudden they pumped tons of money in. They actually delayed a negative market cycle that we were about to enter into. We were already moving into a recession in 2019. We were going that direction, which is why the feds were lowering rates even before March of 2020. All this stuff was already happening. It was already preparing for another recession. I remember we we're going to mastermind groups and investors and us were talking about 2020 is the year of the recession. It's finally here. It's been delayed long enough. And then of course they started pumping tons of money in during the COVID times. And as a result, it just kind of artificially inflated everything. It just, it really had a bubble that was already popping and just decided to expand it some more, right? So it made it very overinflated. And now we're starting to see that recourse. That's why, again, depending on when you watch this, and of course, depending on this recording, which you'll see weeks after I record this, this is why you've lost relatively give or take around 20% year to date. If you've been in the stock market, like the S and P 500, that's a bad year for the market for a one-year loss, let's just say that the market doesn't go down anymore. That's still really bad. That's not a great year. And there's people out there claiming that this is the bottom. Like I've even seen people say, oh, bear markets only last nine to 18 months maybe. And I think that's ridiculous because they're basing those bear markets off of, is it truly a bear market, especially when it's already been overinflated? And I've shown other charts and other things since then. So anyways, we saw this euphoria where everybody, it seemed like no matter what you did, everybody made money, right? Even in real estate, Bitcoin, it didn't matter. Everybody was making money. Then 2022 hit and 2022, and let's talk about Bitcoin, for example, like Bitcoin and other digital currencies starting this, this spring started to kind of tank, really starting from the beginning of this year, just like the stock market did. So there's that complacency. People were like, ah, whatever. That's not a big deal. It's probably just pulling back like it always does before it jumps back up again. And then of course it just kept going down. And then there's that anxiety, as you see here. So there's anxiety, right? They start to get worried, like, wait a minute. Is this the end of good times or not? Not at the point where you're jumping out of the market at all. This is just the point where you just say, oh, I don't know. Maybe I should have taken my gains. And this is the point, and I've talked about this months prior, way prior to this, when it was happening, I said, this is the time when people don't want to pull their money out because they don't want to, quote unquote, lose money from that market top. So what they do, they just hold on. There's that denial. The denial just says, you know what? This can't be it. I think right now, currently in the stock market, we're between anxiety and denial uh, because there's a lot of people still denying that anything's going wrong. And that's pretty typical, especially when you start to see it down, it goes up and it goes down and and we kind of see it going up. And especially because I know with the elections, I'm recording this before the elections. I really think that the market's going to start going down more so after the elections. Even today, this is actually just beginning of November. The Fed's just announced the, the rate increase, which I knew they would. And I think they're going to announce more even into December and into 2023. There's going to be plenty more rate hikes still to go. And many people are denying that it's going to be that bad. So right now, the Fed's rate is currently at 4%. The, the prime rate's at 4%. Or sorry, the Fed's rate's at 4%. Let's start again. Okay, guys, erase all that stuff. So right now, with the rate hike that just happened at the beginning of November, we have the federal funds rate at 4%, which means prime rates at 7%. Now, there was talk before previously about, oh, they're going to stop around 4.6%. Well, guys, I hate to break it to you. I Based on their current strategy, Jerome Powell's strategy, I think they're going to keep running up well above that 4.6. I think it's going to go more than just 0.6%. I don't think you're going to see going to December, mid-December, where they say, oh, we're just going to raise it half percent more, maybe three-quarters percent more, and then we're done. I think they're going to keep going. So anyways, this is kind of that denial phase, right? Many people are in denial. They don't think it's going to keep going. But if things do keep running up and they keep driving the economy down, that's going to drive profitability in companies down way more than what they expected, driving the valuations of those stocks, of those companies so much lower to the point where they have to reanalyze how to evaluate the values of companies. For the most part, they're evaluating companies based on low interest rates, but if you take away those interest rates, it starts to change the format of how profits work in those companies, especially where there's a lot of lending, a lot of loans involved or short-term type stuff. That's very typical in the tech industry, which sadly enough, tech is big, big percentage of the S&P 500. Even just the big six, like the FANG stocks that they talk about, right? Those stocks alone, I mean, we're talking about those stocks are really about 25% of the S&P 500's total movement, right? Because of the size, the size of those companies are so big They actually influence to a large part more than the other 494 companies. That's something to be concerned about. So, what's going to happen? And I'm predicting this go, it could happen by the end of 2022, but most likely you'll start to see this more in 2023. You'll start to see the fear set in because as markets go lower and then people say, Oh my goodness, now I'm down 30, 40%. Then there's fear. Once you get to about that 40% losing part or 50%, then it gets to panic right? This is when people really start to worry. This is when they don't want to sell at all. There are some that will just sell off and say, I'm out. I just can't handle anymore. This is why many financial advisors will say, don't sell off. It's at the market bottom. That's what everybody does. They get emotional and they sell off. And it's true. You sell off too low, right? And right now people say, oh no, understand that really with where the market is, it's still above 2020. It's still above where it was back before COVID. So even if you said, oh my goodness, I'm losing money. No, you haven't. Now, you might erase most of the gains from the last two years, possibly, right? But those last two years really were fake anyways. So what are you worrying about? But again, that's what people do. They wait till it gets towards the bottom. Then that's when the anger sets in. When the anger sets in, that's when people typically bail. That's when the dumb money leaves. Remember, there's smart money and dumb money. Smart money is always acting faster than dumb money. Smart money has already been getting out of the market, which is why it's been going down all year. There are already... Plenty of investors that have been pulling their money out, or have already pulled out into cash, or moved to other places, trying to avoid being in these kind of market conditions. They've already pulled their money out. They want to tell you that they're going to pull out. They want to pull out first before you pull your money out, right? And then they wait for you to start panicking and pull it all out. You get that panic, and then you get angry, and they're saying, "And this is the point. This is the key point to know when to buy in any market. Like if you want, like that, once in a cycle opportunity, so to speak, right? And the point is this: when Not just the media, but even your next door neighbor, your brother-in-law, that classmate that knows nothing about money starts saying the stock market is a bad place to be. That is when you know we're about to hit a market bottom. That is the time. That's when it happens. It's the same thing that happened with digital currencies, even on the upside. I knew that when I had a high school classmates that knew nothing about money asking, hey, how do I buy a Bitcoin? By the way, what is a Bitcoin? That is called dumb money, right? When they want to go and buy something they know nothing about, they just heard about it and it's now mainstream. When something becomes more mainstream, which is on the news often, that is when you know the opposite is going to occur. If everybody wants to buy at that point, that's the point you should probably be selling. When dumb money wants to start taking their money out of the market, that's when you want to go in. So think of the masses like people that are in like a New York City type of situation, right? And there's Some big monster crashing through the city. Maybe it's like Avengers, right? Where there's aliens coming through and killing people. You see crowds of people running away from those aliens or from those monsters, right? Running away, scared, screaming. That's the time when you start running towards the battle. You look crazy. You look like an idiot, right? You look like someone who's just got a, a death wish. That is the time you're running towards where everybody's running away from. You're running towards that point because that is where people are leaving. And that's when the smart money gets in smart money gets in when everybody wants to get out. So when you start seeing that panic leading to anger and people saying, Oh, the stock market is horrible. Should never be in it. I sh- or I should have so much money. I lost so much money in the market. I'm so angry about this. That's a time. If you're going to gamble in it, I personally, I would not want to do that. I would maybe throw in a little bit of money, just like I did with digital currency. Like after Bitcoin went down to like 6,000 bucks, I bought some at that point. Cause I knew that people were fleeing and all the Bitcoin. Enthusiasts have gotten quiet. They're all calmed down because they lost two thirds of their money in just a matter of months. Not too dissimilar from where it is right now. Although I haven't heard a lot of people say Bitcoin is bad, right? That's why uh, digital currencies, I kind of wonder maybe it could go lower from where it is because it's not generally you're not hearing all the markets say, oh, digital currency is horrible. Now, if you heard everybody saying it, cool, that might be a good time to buy. But same thing with real estate. The crazy thing with real estate, people say, oh, it's overinflated. It's true. In many markets, especially with buying residential homes, things like that for your own house, it's ridiculous, especially in the Western half of the United States. But think about this. Many times, even as the real estate market was coming back up, there was a lot of disbelief. There was a lot of people saying, oh, I don't know so much. Oh, not so sure. I mean, isn't real estate, it, it could tank at any time. I heard more people talking about that than the stock market taking any time. People lost tons of money in the stock market during the last recession. But of course, as it came back up, People just kind of have this short-term memory loss and they focus more on the real estate because the real estate is your home. There's a more of an emotional tie to that than your stocks. Stocks is like, oh, I gambled, I lost in Vegas. <laughs> Learned my lesson, right? That's how people treat it. But with your home, it's something that's personal. It's emotional. It's your home, not just the house. It's your home. It's not real estate. It's the place that you dwell and try to raise your family. It affected a lot of people emotionally and that's why there's so much emotion wrapped around it. That's why even now, even leading up to 2020, 2021, as real estate's booming, people were still in disbelief to some level, right? The masses still didn't want to buy real estate, think it was going to go down at some point. That's how I know real estate never hit a bottom. Now, I'm not saying the Western half of the United States and even certain pockets of the country are going to see some settling of prices. But again, when we invest, we don't even worry about those prices. We worry more about cash flow, right? Profit. How do we make cash flow off of that regardless of where the price is? That's how we make money in any market. So anyways, coming back to this, those market cycles, there's different psychology behind it. Those emotions, that's what you look for. You look, you really listen. You're listening to what people are saying. Don't get caught up in the media and everything else in a sense of listening to them for advice. Listen to them for clues, clues about what's really happening, how people are really feeling. What's that sentiment? Granted, the the media likes to skew it. So I don't want you to put too much weight into the media, like the news itself, because again, they like to go for whatever gets people to click but listen to people. If you're at a job, listen to your coworkers. What do they say about their 401ks? Listen to your neighbors and what they're saying. You will hear these emotions coming in right now. That's I said. There's kind of between anxiety and denial right now. They're like a little nervous that they've lost some money, but they're in denial that it's going to go lower. That's the time that you realize it's going to go lower. Okay. <laughs> they haven't hit the fear, panic, or anger yet. Once you get to that point, it comes back. As you can see here, as you go through the cycle, there's depression, which is again where you're about the market bottom. People just say, like, oh, it's horrible. I've lost so much money. Boo-hoo. You know, they kind of move through that cycle. And then eventually things start to recover. They're like, Oh, well, hopefully I won't lose more money, right? I won't lose more. It doesn't mean that they're thinking I'm gonna buy right now. They're just thinking, I hope I don't lose any more. And then, of course, it moves into like that belief and then back to optimism again as things start to recover. But that's basically how those market cycles work. So for you, I'm doing this for your education. Again, I can't be no Nostradamus. Even trying to make long-term predictions is really hard. Timing is really tough to do, but you can listen and keep your ear to the ground and really ask what's going on. Like, how are people feeling? You understand that you really get that pulse. You're going to start to notice where the opportunities can lie. So stock market, my prediction is that it's not done going down yet. We got plenty of room to go. Don't listen to those financial advisors say, Hey, just keep buying all the way down. If the financial advisor is good, they would say, wait till there's that anger or that panic. And then that's about the time you should start looking at putting more money in. Save your money. Don't put it in now while it's going down. Save it till it hits bottom and then buy a bunch and wait for it to rise and make a lot more money. That's if, again, I were to do the stock market. But for me, I like to avoid all those bipolar emotions that you get the stock market and all the gambling that goes on with it. I like predictability. I've been through hard times financially. I know I don't want to have to gamble my future, my family's hope, right? My family's peace of mind on something that I have no control over. But with real estate and the types of investments we talk about where, again, I don't have to be actively doing it. I have to watch it, right? I can manage it, but again, I'm having other people do it. Those that have been through multiple market cycles, at least one full cycle, if at least, if not multiple market cycles, knowing what to look for, knowing how to adjust on the fly so that you make the best dollar, the best opportunities, but most importantly, you don't lose money. Again, nothing's guaranteed. There's always risk. In fact, in real estate, you could lose a lot. You could lose everything potentially. And in the stock market, honestly, you're very unlikely to lose 100%. Okay? So there are things like that. That's why you need to make sure you have people you can trust and the right people that you're investing with. And two, that you're investing in the right things and you're, again, diversified in the way that money's coming in. It's paying you consistently you're getting that return. Now you see that benefit now, not, Hey, I hope and pray this works out for me. That's the kind of thing. That's the kind of investing I'm trying to help you guys understand more and more as you tune into these episodes. So guys, again, if you have questions, go to moneyripples.com. reach out to us, but make it a wonderful prosperous week. Watch, keep your ears to the ground and really pay attention to what's going on. Listen for these signs and you'll start to see, And you could start to predict market cycles, just like we've talked about in this show. Guys make it a great day.